Hello, everyone. This is uh, Jen and Matt talk about the Bible. This is episode four. And as you can see by Jen's lovely background, we are doing this remotely again. Um, and we're doing this in our homes, Jen in her lovely basement. <laughs> And I we do not have it set up yet for an office, um, but uh, we'll get there. Yeah, so we're talking this today. I was going to say this morning. It always feels like it's morning. Uh, we're talking today about um, being a neighbor and a uh, particular text around that is, um, what is the text? Why do I not have that in front Luke. of me? Luke. Wow, we are organized. <laughs> This is the best. It is. <laughs> You're looking it up, I presume, I hope. I am. Okay, good, good. It is Luke. Just just read the Gospel of Luke and you'll know what it's like to be a neighbor. Um, it's Luke the other 10. Thing, okay, Luke 10, great. Uh, there we go. Okay, so we're looking at Luke 10 and we are looking at the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, 25 to 37. Yes. Um, Maybe before we get into that, um, this has been quite a week, everybody, since the last time we did one of these. And uh, we just want to acknowledge that, that lots of people are having to stay home. Most people are staying home, not yes. lots of people are having to, people are staying home. And um, we are, we're not going to be having uh, our regular worship gathering this coming Sunday at Prairie. Uh, we are going to be streaming the entire service, hopefully on the same YouTube channel. Um, and uh, if not, or both between YouTube and Facebook. Uh, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of acknowledge that up front, um, that lots of people are kind of anxious. And um, so hopefully looking at the Bible as well can sort of help us with uh, a little bit of calming our anxieties. And um, I don't know kind of in this uncertain time, it's a place to go, I think, for having something a little more solid in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other thing, kind of before we dive into, into the text, I was like thinking about this on this past Sunday where we did have our gathering at a very small group that was there. It was a really great time to be together. Um, actually, I found the music at the beginning of our service really had a big impact on me um, and just some of the lyrics. So I want to share that. I don't even know this probably, probably shouldn't do this on a stream. Like we're probably not supposed to share lyrics on a stream, right? Um, I don't, maybe I I'll don't. just read, maybe I'll just read them then. But we, we sang Build Your Kingdom. We almost didn't do this song um, just because we're not all of our musicians are always as familiar with this. Our congregation isn't as familiar and it's not the easiest song to pull off necessarily. Um, but Build Your Kingdom by Ren Collective. But as we were singing it in the service, I just thought, oh, aren't these beautiful words for what everybody's currently facing with coronavirus right now? Um, so just a couple of the verses uh, are, we seek your kingdom first, we hunger and we thirst, refuse to waste our lives for your, our joy and prize, talking about God, to see the captive's heart released, the hurt the sick, the poor at peace. Hmm. We lay down our lives for heaven's cause. We are your church. We pray revive this earth. Uh, I thought that was a pretty powerful lyric, actually. It, it certainly is. And thank you for sharing 
that and reminding me of it, um, I definitely have been thinking a lot about the healing potential of the earth as uh, less emissions are in the air and less thought for traveling, you know, in your vehicles for flights, all of that stuff. There's potentially a huge impact here that maybe we'll see some healing and, uh, and in the earth. But I think that's really great. It was funny too, like even the chorus is uh, build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear, show your mighty hand, heal our, heal our streets and land. And I, I kind of think like the, the healing of the streets is kind of uh, an interesting thing. Like, um, so like, what does it mean for, for people who are struggling with anxiety or fear um, and for them to receive healing, like in our neighborhoods, like what does it mean for, for us to have that right now? Um, but then it says, set your church on fire, win this nation back, change the atmosphere, <laughs> build your kingdom here, we pray. And I've, I've actually, like confession, I've never liked that lyric at all. Um, <laughs> sung this before, change the atmosphere, oh, whatever, I don't even know what that's talking about. But then I was thinking like, oh, but like, this is how we're, this is how we're spreading this, <laughs> this virus right now is through the air. Like, oh, like we're we're gonna ask for for God to intervene and 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 change that and like take a hold of that. I thought that was kind of an interesting. Wow, yeah, certainly uh, uh, our lives right now it just puts a completely different lens on so many different things that we read and engage with um, in lyrics and poetry. Right now, it's it's incredible. The other one I wanted to draw attention to was um, the love of God comes close. Lots of people won't know this song. Um, but it's, I think it's out of the Iona community. Uh, it's in our hymn book anyway. Um, but a couple of the three of the verses from that, I'm just going to read. And then if you have a comment, uh, the peace of God comes close to those caught in the storm for going lives of ease to ease the lives forlorn. The peace of God is here to stay embracing those who walk the way. The peace of God is here to stay. The joy of God comes close where faith encounters fears, where height and depth of life are found through smiles and tears. The joy of God is here to stay, embracing those who walk the way. The joy of God is here to stay. The grace of God comes close to those whose grace is spent. When hearts are tired or sore and hope is bruised and bent, the grace of God is here to stay, embracing those who walk the way. The grace of God is here to stay. Pretty powerful words, folks. Absolutely. I definitely give that an amen. <laughs> All right. So look that one up. The love of God comes close. If you are looking for words of comfort, and um, I think lots of us are right now, um, that can be a good place to go to that uh, particular hymn. All right. Uh, yeah, that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about um, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, and I've got that one in front of me. Should I read that one? Please. And then we'll see where our conversation goes. This is going to be our text for Sunday for our live streamed sermon that I get to do. I'm the one preaching this week. That's right. All right. So just then, oh, wait a second. Where are we? We're Luke chapter 10, verse 25, starting verse 25. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus' teacher. He said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you've given the right answer. Do this and you will live. 
But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him. And when he saw him, he was moved with pity. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them. Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii, give, gave them to the innkeeper, and said, Take care of him, and when I come back, I will repay you whatever more you spend. Now, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. All right, so that's our reading for this Sunday. What struck you, Jen, in, in that as I was reading it? Um, well, based on what I've been thinking about this week, uh, how he went above and beyond in taking care of this guy uh, who he found and uh, provided for needs, uh, paid for the inn, um, and said, like, whatever extra that this doesn't cover, I'll come back and compensate you for to the innkeeper. Um, that really, really struck with me and thinking about, you know, we have in our household, we have what we need. Um, but for those who are struggling and for families who don't have, how might we be able to support them? Um, yeah, that's, I've been thinking about that a lot. And, and, for those who have a lot of generosity or sorry, for those who have deep pockets, how generous they might be able to be to help in such an interesting time in our lives. Yeah. I actually think like that's a challenge, right? Because right now, especially like stock markets are falling. And so like people who have money invested are feeling like they're feeling worried about like their retirement or um, things like that. Like they're, they're also losing money. Like, or people who don't have, uh, you know, people are losing their jobs, um, don't have secure work, and um, and so might might feel like like how can those how can I actually help somebody else um, if part of being a neighbor or the heart of being a neighbor is showing mercy through actual acts of kindness? I mean, also, how do I do that when we're supposed to be distancing one from one another? And as well, I feel like I have, like, it's a good perspective for you to have. I, we have everything we need, but I think there might be lots of people just feeling like, oh my goodness, I have, I, there's a, I have a scarcity. Like I don't have, I, people are, are anxious and figuring out like, oh, how, how do I make childcare arrangements for my kids? And what are we going to do? And I don't know if my job's secure and, and, and I, and really I'm supposed to help others. Like how like I can, I can barely stay afloat myself. Like, I think there's people who are worried about that too. A hundred percent. And like, even, even for us, like my husband is on parental leave right now. Um, so that, and we feel that that's actually been a blessing in disguise um, that he didn't get some jobs that he had applied for, that he's able to actually be home and we don't have to deal with, is he going to work? Is he not? He doesn't have to make that call right now. And that's, that's just a relief. I know for me, um, 
but with that lower income that we do have, uh, thinking about, okay, like we're okay and we have our necessities, but piecing things together um, for covering bills and stuff like that, like it's a bit of the unknown, especially if we don't know how things are going to play out and when he'll be able to return back to work, if there's a work to return to, things like that. Um, But amidst that anxiety, I think it's so important for us to remember that we are called to love our neighbor as ourself um, and to be intentional about figuring out how do we do that right now? Um, How do we reach out to people like phone lines and our our internet, thank God, have not been affected by any of this. Um, Internet might slow down as everybody's, you know, watching Frozen 2 being released on Disney Plus, but (laughs) (laughs) thank you Disney for that lovely uh, gift three months early for families. Um, But yeah, like it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a different climate that we're in. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so. Um, And I just think like, It can be, it can, no matter what the situation, like, and right now everybody's feeling anxious. Like everybody's worried about, you know, what's going to happen. And, uh, but no matter what the situation, it can also be fairly easy to neglect those who are actually the most vulnerable. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fair. It can be fairly easy. Like, yeah, we're probably going to watch Frozen 2 <laughs> on Disney Plus in the next couple of days, at least, um, which is wonderful. That's great. Uh, but there's been issues with like food bank um, uh, distribution centers having uh, ending up closing down because they can't uh, manage to figure out how to like do all the sanitation properly and like when the number of people are going in and out of those places but then what does that mean for all of those families that are dependent on that food bank distribution center and some places haven't gone down that that far yet to figure out how do they do that or i was in touch with someone who who they operate um a homeless uh a center for homeless drop-in folks this is uh in kenora um and having to figure out like all of the extra management stuff already piled on top of the crisis that they're that they are already operating out of yeah and so how do they do that and then when there's staff that's sick they want to be able to honor being able to pay them but then where do they find the money to bring in extra staff to cover those shifts and i know all businesses are working on that but when you're looking at nonprofits that are trying to actually serve the homeless and the hungry that are already there like it's it can be easy to sort of forget about that reality especially in a country like Canada or in the U.S. I can it can be pretty easy to just not worry and just kind of forget about the poor and suddenly because we we have our own concerns right um so that was a real challenge for me too yeah and I don't know I kind of feel um I kind of feel that it's important for those who are mindful about these things to pay attention to it and to draw attention to it um, in a loving way, of course. Um, But we do have to remember our most vulnerable. We have to remember each other as well. But I don't know. I, I have, I have this like sense deep in me that, that things are going to work out and our world is going to look drastically different Um, but I think really for the better, I think that we're going to see generosity like we've never, have never seen before. 
um, I think that we're going to see people go through this process of kind of getting down to the bare bones of what they need and realizing, Hey, like there's more outside of myself, and my own family. Um, and, and at least maybe that's just my hope is that people are going to continue to move from being more outward focused than so inward focused. And I do believe that, um, for people who are afraid about, you know, their retirement and, um, you know, the, the money that they're losing right now, I actually did just see, um, David Ramsey, who is a financial specialist um, expert, had posted that he's like, hey, people, don't worry. Like now is not the time to panic and pull all your money out because you're afraid of losing more. You're going to recover. You're going to be okay. Right now, just worry about your day to day. Don't touch any of that. It's, it's going to be fine. Generally, the stock markets are going to recover and it might take a longer time. Um, but I think even more so those people who are like on the brink of, needing that money for the purpose of retirement, maybe that's even more reason to be involved in a community where you're going to find um, more support if you're not hmm. already involved in that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I wonder too, if this is like somewhat the dichotomy in the text itself, like in the story itself, like the, yeah. we have a, a lawyer who comes to test Jesus calling him teacher. And his question is what must I do to inherit or get eternal life yeah and and it's kind of a me sort of question right like it's what do i like tell me what to do tell me the 10 steps in order for me to have like my life protected like like i'm gonna keep that and then jesus just points him to what the bible says he just says well what's written in the law like you're a lawyer what does the law say what do you read and he says well you should love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your strength with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and that's how the lawyer summarizes what, what the Old Testament law says. And Jesus says, yeah, congratulations. That's the right answer. Do that and you'll live. Seems like Jesus is totally fine with like leaving it there. But mm. then he wants to justify himself to still say like, am I still covered? Do I still have, like, do I still have, am I still okay on this? Um, and to do that, he says, well, so, but who is my neighbor? And yeah. then Jesus tells, that's when Jesus tells the story of the Good Samaritan um, to illustrate that action of the neighbor. But Jesus, again, just sort of tells it like, um, like, why does he put the Levite and the priest in the story and make it a Good Samaritan and not like Samaritans and Jews did not get along. There was like major racial tension between them and religious tension between them. Um, to the point of they shouldn't associate with one another, shouldn't talk, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and the implication is that, you know, the man in the story who's beaten up is, a, is Jewish and the, the listener is Jewish. Jesus is Jewish. Um, and he has like the, the upstanding Jewish priest and Levite who, do, who don't care for their own. And then it's a Samaritan who's like crossing boundaries who is actually the neighbor. And, and that's the conclusion of like Jesus' parable, right? Is, okay, yeah, this is what it means to be a neighbor. Like, it's this fascinating story. Anyway, I just gave a kind of long summary there. No, but I think like, sorry, you really caught my attention. I'm just like looking for my pen to write this down. Crossing <laughs> boundaries. Jen, write that down later. Um, really? there, I think that's the key is who is my neighbor? Who's the one who is willing to cross those boundaries? 
and yeah. recognize, I don't know, like perhaps recognize that who cares about all of these boundaries that are in place. The reality is this is another human life that matters. Right. And like, I don't want people to hear in this, like, oh, like the government is putting boundaries up in place for us to deal with the spread of the virus. So cross those boundaries like that. We're, we're not saying that. No, gosh, no, <laughs> right? God, I did not but, go there at all. <laughs> but we might mean like, okay, you're feeling really anxious, but maybe you're being called to pick up the phone, not just send a quick email, not just send a quick text, but maybe you're, maybe like someone, you know, actually needs to hear your voice. And maybe yeah. that's like a video call or a, or a phone call yes. that you need to make to someone who maybe is not even as connected to you as you, as, as you, as you normally would. Like maybe it's someone who you wouldn't normally contact, like, but, but they popped into your head for some reason and you just need to uh, reach out to them. And you'll know, like maybe some people, the right thing is to send an email just to say, I was thinking about you and are you doing okay? And that's maybe the best communication with them, but others, maybe it's, it's picking up the phone and, and going an extra, extra step. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking too, like another thing that might be useful for people right now is to think about like, Oh, you know, we've got to stay in our homes as much as we can. Well, what if you did like a thought exercise over the next weeks or however long this is going to be of thinking, well, okay, when we can actually get back to a more normal routine, how am I going to be a good neighbor? Um, so yeah, there are things I can do now. Like what can I do in the current reality? But maybe this is an opportunity for reflection to say, well, maybe I was, maybe I was taking it for granted a bit that I can just move freely wherever. And, but if I was going to be intentional about that, what would I do? And how I would think I be a good neighbor to people? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting practice um, for people to engage in. And uh, we were talking about this a little earlier in a different meeting yeah. about uh, this, that we are still in Lent. And um, I actually had seen a great retweet. Um, Andy Couch, I believe is, or Crouch. Um, he had said, yeah, I never expected to give this much up in Lent or something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that's what I was sort of thinking. Like, what an interesting time. And like what we have to look forward to in getting together as a community again um, and with our other, you know, outside of our church community, our, our other communities that we're a part of um, right. and enjoying and, and rejoicing in the ability to do that. Um, yeah, that's good to think about these things okay well we'll see where this message goes by sunday and um yeah we'll be so we'll be live streaming our services that's going to include all the music that's our intent and um so we will be uh jen and i and um one or two other music leaders will be um at the at 590 university crescent uh, where we gather normally for worship in winnipeg and um, and we'll be broadcasting from there live, and then there'll be a replay for that. Um, and uh, yeah, so it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a bit odd for us, just as it'll be odd for others who tune in live uh, or on the replay on YouTube or on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be, be a neat experience anyway to do something uh, a little different than we've done before, so mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. 
All right, okay. friends, uh, we look forward to connecting with you again next week. And hopefully on Sunday, you'll join us to hear the message as well. Have an awesome week and uh, stay kind and patient with each other uh, during this time. Okay, take care, everybody.